Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. Let the financial fun begin. Today, we're talking about how to teach kids about money. And this is a topic that comes up over and over and over in client conversations over the years. A lot of people that have even been very successful are worried about their kids, their grandkids, and they're worried that they're not going to be able to be able to have the same level of success or financial security even than they have. So that's a topic that they bring up with us as financial planners a lot in our conversations. And there are a lot of different ways. There are so many different resources out there that it can be awful confusing. So I did want to narrow it down to a few things today and get you on the right track. First of all, a few principles that I think are important as far as what is the end result? What's the outcome? What are we trying to get across to them? In other words, whether you're teaching them through opening up a bank account or playing Monopoly or whatever it is, there's lots of different ways to do it. First of all, I did want to say before I, I cover the three most important things is that it's never never too early and it's never too late to start. So don't underestimate the power of even a two-year-old being able to do a chore and show them what they get, having a little piggy bank, things like that, that they can start to learn about money. It's also never too late. You might have kids that are grown, maybe they're in their 20s, 30s, and you can share with them some of the successes and failures that you've had in life. First principle of teaching kids about money, number one, is the importance of saving. And we've covered that, that the most important financial decision in your life, in your financial life, is what percentage are you taking out to pay yourself first? We've covered that in a different episode, and I do want to hammer that home again. The most important decision that you'll ever make about money is how much you're taking out of your income before you get it to spend and do other stuff with. What percentage are you putting away? Compound interest is a miraculous thing, and given enough years, even somebody with a very modest income can accumulate an awful lot of money um, in savings and investments to cover their own security and freedom in the future. So it's very, very important. Uh, it's one of the most important things kids should learn about money. Whatever you're doing to teach them, there's ways that you can do that, lots of different techniques and games and so forth. But you do want to get that across that it's very important to save and not spend all your money. So teaching them to save money from an early age will help them develop that habit of savings and will help them build a strong financial foundation. You can encourage kids to save by setting up a savings account for them or giving them, again, a piggy bank or something very simple. This does not have to be that complicated. Just getting something set up. Most banks or credit unions will set up kids' accounts and and we'll even issue them a debit card, of course, whatever is appropriate for your kid or your grandkid or whoever it is you're setting it up for. You want to do something that's going to work and it's going to be as real life as possible. So uh, cash is fine. It's good to teach them how to make change and so forth. But these days, more than likely, they're going to be using some type of a debit card in the future. Try to introduce that as early as possible, because more than likely, that's what you're doing and they're going to be watching that. 
Principle number two, budgeting. Nobody likes that word, by the way. Budgeting is kind of a dirty word in the uh, financial world because people think that that's going to constrict them, that they're not going to have freedom anymore. They're not going to be able to do whatever they want. In other words, that Starbucks, that trip, whatever it is that people want to spend money on, they don't like to be constrained. I don't like to be constrained either, just to be honest. So it's a crucial thing to teach kids about money because money does not grow on trees and it does have limits. At some point, they are going to run against some kind of a limit as far as how much money that they've got. And sometimes those are hard lessons and important lessons to learn is what does it feel like to run out? What does it feel like to not be able to do stuff because you spent all the money before? These days, of course, people can go into debt and credit cards and so forth. We really want to avoid that. Of course, if they're kids, they're probably not going to be able to get that in the first place, right? Uh, but we want to instill that as early as possible that they need to save up their money and they need to kind of plan their spending. Maybe that's a better way of saying that is a spending plan as opposed to using the term budgeting just so they can start to get the feel for that and the fact that money doesn't just grow on trees, it does have limits. So learning to manage their money effectively and plan for expenses is is important. This will help them avoid overspending. And that is rampant in our society right now, overspending, going into the negative on checking accounts, going into credit card debt or massive credit card debt, or just debt in general. The uh, buy now, uh, pay later stuff that's going on right now, it's crazy. Everybody seems to be offering that. And I hope Nobody that's listening to this is is doing that. Um, even if it's zero interest, it's very, very tempting to do that zero interest stuff, whether it be at Home Depot or on any kind of purchase. That's a slippery slope because unless you have planned out everything, including unexpected stuff, and of course you can't do that, right? You don't know all the unexpected stuff that could happen that could really bite you in the end. And with most people, it does if they go down that path. So what we do want to do, though, is we want to encourage kids to keep a record of their expenses so they know what they're spending and teach them how to make a budget and stick to it, how to actually kind of plan ahead. And again, if you don't want to use the word budget, that's fine. Use spending plan. That sounds a lot more appealing to a lot of folks. And principle number three is delayed gratification. The third most important thing to teach kids about money is delayed gratification. And that doesn't feel good a lot of times, but it's important to know that from an early age that you don't just get everything whenever you want it. I think that's pretty important in life, not just uh, with money, but with a lot of things is that there's a lot of value in having to plan for something and not getting everything that we want immediately. That might sound really, really countercultural right now in today's society, but the average person does not want to wait. Um, and so really, people's finances are in shambles in a lot of cases. It doesn't take long to look at the statistics and know where people are from a wealth building standpoint and from a debt standpoint to know that a lot of it comes down to not delaying gratification, in other words, kind of doing whatever you want, whenever you want. Uh, and sometimes that works, but most of the time it does not. So delayed gratification is important to teach kids, whether that's not getting the piece of candy or the toy at the grocery store, um, not getting it immediately when they want it. In other words, that they could plan ahead or they at least have to earn it. That's where we kind of get some satisfaction and some uh, real pride, I think, is the fact that when we do save up something, we do plan ahead and we do get to have a nice experience, whether it be for a trip or a vehicle, anything like that. 
it's important to instill that as early as possible because these values, the values that we are instilled with pretty early on, whether they're ones that are by accident or on purpose, maybe from adults, teachers, uh, parents, you know, whatever it is early on, it's kind of hard to break those things once we get going. So that's why these principles are so crucial as early as possible. So delayed gratifications, kids should learn that they cannot have everything they want immediately, that they need to plan ahead. And ultimately, what we're trying to avoid and we're trying to instill is that impulse buying is usually not a good thing. That's something that really is financially immature for us to get to that point. I've been there, just to be honest, you know, I've, I've been there, I've made impulse purchases in the past. And a lot of times uh, after the fact, wish I hadn't done that. So uh, we want to instill that as early as possible, just so they have that moment of hesitation. They get that we should probably wait. It's something that maybe I will get in the future, but I'm going to delay getting it just to make sure that I really want it and that I've got a plan to be able to save up money for it. So encouraging kids to do that, waiting, saving for things that they want instead of buying everything immediately, very, very important. So hopefully that is all helpful from a practical standpoint. Again, I would set up a bank account as early as possible for kids. I know there's different people that have different approaches on this uh, piggy bank, you know, lots of different things you could do, but ultimately uh, it's helpful as early as possible so that you're showing them statements, you're showing them how to log in online, you're showing them how to use a debit card as early as possible. So it's not a big deal later on. You don't want it to be that kid in high school that has no idea how to do any of this stuff. There's also lots of games, Monopoly, the game of life. There's lots of different things that you can do um, as you're going through those things with kids without having to have a formal sit down. Let's talk about money. <laughs> Maybe you're playing a game and then you uh, get done with the game and oh, you, we this is this person won the game and was it just luck or did they plan ahead? So I do want to make sure that that you uh, you be be thinking about that um, as far as uh, you know different ways that you could be creative. In other words, to get these conversations started and instill these values as soon as possible. Thanks so much. I always want to be a resource to you. If you have any questions, comments, anything that would be helpful for the Wiser Financial Advisor for other folks, please pass that on as well. Have a great week and God bless. We love feedback and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at Josh at KeystoneFinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes, and help us promote the podcast by rating us and also subscribing to us at your favorite podcast service. The opinions voiced in the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with host Josh Nelson are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific information or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through Keystone Financial Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor.